So today we have a new episode with Glidell Wright, and there is so much that we really could have covered during this session, and I wish we could have talked longer. However, I misplanned. I misplanned. I had another meeting right um, next to his, and I kind of had to wrap things up. However, we did agree that we're going to do a part two, and I definitely want to hear from you guys about topics to talk about. Otherwise, I have a list of topics that I would love to talk to him more about. But um, to give you a little bit of background before we get into it, Lydell is a nurse entrepreneur who is also a parallelpreneur. I use that term. Someone used that term to describe somebody who has their feet both in the corporate world as well as they have their own business. And what's really cool about that is that Lydell has brought a lot from his I would say a day job role into what he's doing as a nurse entrepreneur. And he's the embodiment of the entrepreneur that I love, you know, taking the things that you can do on your day job and turn them into things that you can do for your business or lessons that you learn on your day job. I'm definitely leveraging that for your business as well. And likewise, bringing um, amazing and wonderful things you're learning from your own business, bringing it back to your day job and really elevating what you're doing as an employee. It's a win-win, especially for those of us in healthcare. The relationships that we build on our job benefit our entrepreneurial journey and our entrepreneurial journey can definitely benefit our day job in amazing ways. And there's lots of uh, folks out there in the healthcare industry who are looking for entrepreneurial-like folks for employees because of the fresh ideas and the new innovations that they're bringing into the field. So uh, Liddell is really, like I said, an embodiment of that. What's cool about him too is he's going through the process of, he has a product and he's going through commercialization. And that's literally bringing an idea to life. Lots of us who are nurses, we have ideas, but getting those ideas from just our head to a place where others can be helped, that is a process that is not for the faint of heart. I've known of quite a few startups who have gone through the commercialization journey. And sometimes that journey is alone uh, has been the start and end of lots of start startups. But in any case, uh, he's going through that. And especially with medical devices, the medical device industry is very political. Lots of It's lots about who you know. And again, a lot of political things involved with getting ideas and processes and policies in place to move products forward. So I, I'm, he's just a wealth of information that we could have talked about, but we uh, kept this interview very focused and there's lots of good gems because of that. There's lots of great gems, but I just wanted to share with you some background story about Lydell's work that I encourage you to reach out to him directly for more information about any of this, but he is a very busy guy. So I don't know how quickly he'll be back in touch with you, but uh, like I said, we did say that we need to do a part two. Another interesting thing about Lydell, I wanted to say that he has this personality test on his website. And if you're ever, no, on his LinkedIn profile. And if you're ever wondering about, you know, what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur or to take action on your ideas? What is the secret sauce? Well, again, Lydell is the embodiment of that as well. So uh, one of his personality strengths is a decision maker. You know, in the entrepreneurial world, you have to have the ability to make decisions. A lot of nurses were used to being told what to do. When it comes to business choices, we have a challenge of making choices for ourselves. We might 
ask 10 different Facebook groups, what color should we use on our website? What font type should we use in our ebook? We asked 20 different people that question, but the strength that this guy has is he can make decisions. And that's something that all of us need to do as a CEO of our own company. We need to take responsibility for our own business and make a decision, move forward with it. And of course, tweak and readjust as needed. Another personality trait that he has that's super helpful in entrepreneurship is an outcome maker. Somebody who can take initiative of projects and improve their work and also a manager. He's a manager, being able to manage others is also a skill, a personality trait that he has. And I would love to have delved more into these personality traits and the importance of them, but maybe we'll do that in part two. But a lot of folks who are new nurses in business, we might decide to get help or support such as a virtual assistant. And sometimes we expect the virtual assistant to come up with everything that we need to run our own business, but that's not how uh, managing other people works. It doesn't work like that. We definitely have to be the ones who has the vision and we work with our virtual support to uh, make that vision come to life. They don't necessarily have the vision for our own companies, right? So, but in any case, so those are some of the three qualities, personality traits that I noticed from his LinkedIn profile that is super helpful for people who are in business. Just to recap, being an outcome, being able to be a decision maker, being able to be an outcome maker and taking control of your work, as well as being a wonderful manager. All right. So with that, I am excited to have you listen in on the interview. Oh, and one more thing. Another interesting thing about his work is the timing. Baby boomers are, of course, getting older by the minute. There are things that they'll need to support them to age in place. And the age in place industry is is an epic place to be right now. And that's where he is. So he's also in an amazing place with the Asian place industry, helping folks to live safer at home. I don't know if I've interviewed this person yet, but they're on my radar. But she focuses, there's a lady that I want to interview who focuses on um, designing healthcare design and the age and play space, making homes safer to live in, in a lot of different ways. So on that note, I invite you to listen in to the interview with Lydell Wright. All right. So we are back with another episode with the business of nursing. And I'm Amelia of Solutions by Amelia. And I am about fighting obscurity. I believe obscurity is a disease and that if you have a solution that can help other people, you need to get out there and be seen. So Along the journey, I'm bringing to you different stories that come on my radar as I'm out there. Their content has come on my radar by some way or another, and I want to share their story with you. So today we have with us Lydell Wright, and Lydell's intake form was such that he will introduce himself. <laughs> so Lydell, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself. You're a busy guy. I will say that. You're like, all these questions that I ask people, you're like, you know what? We'll just talk about it on the phone. We know awesome. we'll So go ahead. Uh, so um, I'm Lydell Wright and um, I am a nurse by trade. I'm excited to be on this call with you, Amelia, and to share my story and my pathway into the business of nursing and uh, innovation. So I'd say a little bit about me is that I've always had to innovate in order to live. Coming from a very humble beginning, my mother and raised me as a single mother with three other sisters, and we didn't have the resources like 
many people around us. So we had to innovate to survive. That has just been a part of my total story since I was a young, a young man until now. And uh, as I move forward into uh, doing all of the many things that I've been blessed to do, it's been a, a consistent uh, part of my story. So you have a lot going on right now. Tell me about like what was your enough is enough point? Because typically, I'm from a single parent family as well. Typically, you know, once we get into a stable, quote, good job nursing, right, you know, right. that we're encouraged <laughs> to be happy with that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was your like enough is enough point, you know, in your nursing career when you said, you know what, this is great and I need something else or I need something different or I need to switch or pivot. Tell me a little bit about that moment or series of moments. Right. So I would say that I've had a series of moments that have led me to making that decision. So when I started out my career as a nurse, I was first an LPN right out of high school. I went to a high school that allowed me to get my LPN in in, in high school. And I did that. And one of the first jobs I got was in, you know, the post-acute space. As I transitioned to an RN, you know, I wanted to be that helicopter nurse who jumped out of the, out of airplanes and did all the amazing, wonderful things that we think when we become uh, nurses, registered nurses. And as my path continued forward, I started to experience what it was to truly provide patient care. And that meant going beyond the ideal nurse role, which is, you know, passing medication. People, when they think of a nurse, they think of nurses, you know, we give medications, we hang IVs, and we talk to the doctors, but they don't see the compassion side. They don't see the conversation, the the assessment piece that we do as we connect with our patients. So as I began to do that, I started to connect on a deeper level with my patients and and had the opportunity to do a lot of one-on-one interviews with my patients and the stories behind their experiences were amazing. We had uh, one story that I can remember that kind of tipped me into entrepreneurship was that I had a patient who she was seemingly healthy and, you know, she had a big family um, that, that would be there to support her back and forth, but the family was out. She was at home alone. She was doing some tasks by herself. And she went ahead, took her medication and fell at home. But when she fell at home, she could not reach her, uh, her, uh, her pendant that she had that was in her house. She, she could not reach her family members, of course, because at first she was knocked out unconscious at first. But then after she got consciousness, she had actually fractured both legs when she fell. And Fracturing both legs caused her not to be able to stand up to reach for her phone. So she had to lay on the floor and wait until someone came to help her. And hearing that story made me really just say, there has to be a better way for people to, you know, stay connected with uh, their loved ones or a more comprehensive approach to what they, their needs are and uh, filling those needs and being able to communicate across that barrier that's normally there for people who either live alone or are coming into these facility settings needing our support or care. So that was kind of like a a tipping point. And then uh, I heard about this opportunity here in Houston. So Houston is 
like this mecca for healthcare. Uh, we, we are the nation's medical center. We have the largest medical center in the nation. So I heard about this opportunity at TMC, which they do like uh, innovation hackathons. And they say, well, we want you to come along and uh, participate in the hackathon. So I, I get my stuff and I get there and I'm in the room and I'm looking around the room and everyone's introducing themselves and we're speaking to each other. And all I hear is I'm a physician, I'm X, I'm a physician. I'm Y, I'm an engineer. I'm X, I'm a physician. I'm Y, I'm an engineer. But I was the only nurse in the room. Hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. wow, wow, what is going on? You know, like this is a hackathon. Why aren't there nurse, more nurses engaged in this opportunity? So needless to say, I selected myself to be a captain and I selected my team. And we did, of course, but the way the hackathons work is that you have to, they give you a concept and you have to develop around that concept. So I created my team and uh, we developed around this concept and we ended up winning first place because we had a more compassionate yet more thorough ideal was what the judges said to us. So I think that lends to my nursing path, but also it was a tipping point for me in that I was like, if I can do this here, I can do it outside of here. And I just started to ideate on a few things that had been in my, in my heart for a long time. And here I am. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So question, what, what, what year was the hackathon? Just curious. Wow. Oh, uh, the hackathon happened back in 2016. 2016. Okay. Yes. And so here we are four years later. Yeah. Four years later. And tell me about some of the things that you're doing now. Like you mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. So I am currently a, uh, one of 12 Johnson and Johnson uh, nurse innovation fellows. And with the fellowship, it will allow us to kind of get on the global stage next to Johnson and Johnson. And of course, there are projects that we that we work on, but they expose us at a different level to innovation, to investors, to product market fit, to delivery systems, on and on and on. So that's something that I'm so excited to be a part of because it's only twelve of us, and this is the inaugural cohort. So. Um, it's going to be an amazing experience uh, to stand next to Johnson and Johnson, you know, who create everything um, mm-hmm. and, and do that. Also, I've uh, had the, the blessing of being connected with some amazing people at BD and at the American Nursing Association. And I'll be giving a, a podium presentation on innovation at the ANCC conference, which, as you know, is the largest grouping of nurse, convening of nurses, I would say, in the nation. Normally they have somewhere around 11,000 plus nurses and healthcare professionals in the same place at the same time. So that's going to be exciting as well to participate in. And then personally, uh, my invention uh, that I came up with, which is called SafeWatch, we are currently in our prototyping uh, stage and we're get, but we're, we've gotten a lot of interest even without our prototype. So I think that um, as we move forward in defining what we are, what we plan to do with the product, 
uh, we know that there's going to be a lot of electricity around it. So super excited about that. And then the last thing <laughs> was that my nonprofit organization, the Impact Foundation, Impact spelled with the E because we're empowering people to act. We were blessed to participate in this opportunity to have a design firm out of New York called the Designers Group. Some of our design space in relation to we are lifting up a project focused on nurse innovation, and we want it to be separate from any hospital or school entity. And she'll be, they'll be designing some of the spaces and the renderings for us to begin to collect donations, and it'll be a nonprofit. When we get done, it'll be a 501c3, but it'll be focused on nurse-led innovation as well as healthcare transformation. And uh, we'll, we'll raise funds to help nurses kind of get a leg up or help healthcare professionals get a leg up in relation to innovation and thoughtful delivery of those type of products. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I wish I had another like 20 minutes to break down <laughs> a lot of stuff that you've said, but... Yes. Since I do not, since I do not, and instead I have five minutes, tell me about, so something I've always said is all opportunities in life come from other humans. Um, mm -hmm. Some people, when they get their first clients or get their first collaborations or first speaking opportunities, they hear that from other people. They think those opportunities just dropped out of thin air into somebody's <laughs> lap. So tell me about, you know, when you think about the invitation to the hackathon and the invitation to speak with the National Nurses Association and your nonprofit getting support from the design firm. Did that happen overnight? And how were human relationships and networking involved? Absolutely, it did not happen overnight. There's a lot of nights of communication and no responses. I would say, as someone who believes that you're, you're not handed anything in life, you know, I've experienced sending out communication regarding what I'm trying to build in regards to the Impact Foundation. I've probably sent out maybe a hundred messages, you know, uh, to different people, but no response. And that organization just ended up having that opportunity. And I saw it and I crafted my response and application and end up winning that. There's always going to be a period of struggle and, and a period of finding your way forward, but relationships matter. Uh, I've been blessed to, uh, connect with Bonnie Clipper. She was the vice president of innovation for the American Nursing Association. Wayne Nix, Ernest Grant, you know, just a bunch of people who have been there to pour into me and to help me, I guess, gauge that pathway forward um, and to give me pointers on the way. So it wasn't overnight, took a lot of hard work, sweat, tears, and focus, but, you know, having the right people around you helped to make the pathway look a little bit easier. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, where can people, and I do want to say Wayne X is a friend of mine. However, if you cross paths with him before I do, please tell him that he needs to book a time on my show. But <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> um, yes, we'll move on from that. Um, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy yes, though. But in any case, where can people find out more about what you're doing, what you're up to? You're, you, you're telling us about all these things that you're, that are going on and coming up on your radar. If people want to keep, try to keep up with some of the things that you're doing, <laughs> where is the best place to send them? 
definitely check uh follow me on linkedin i have uh keep a lot of my professional communication on linkedin and then i'll have a web page that will be lydellwright.com and it'll have a lot of updates on relation to the different things that are happening it's not fully up and operational yet but they can definitely follow me on linkedin and on my social media as well facebook page and instagram okay Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and just sharing a little, a fraction of some of the things that you're working on and what's on your radar. And all the listeners, I really encourage you, please, please follow his LinkedIn account. Uh, lots of amazing things that are happening. And yeah, like I said, that's how he came on my radar. And I said, you know what? I know I want to talk to him. I see he's connected to some amazing people that I know, Antoinette yeah. um, as well. And I said, you know, let me just have a call where I press record <laughs> to share <laughs> and share it with you. And so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and I appreciate it. And thank you, Amelia, for providing this uh, platform and going live with me here. And hopefully I was able to share something that will help somebody along the way. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask me on LinkedIn or they can email me at lwright at mysafewatch.com and I'll be happy to respond. Awesome. All right. Take care.